And this is the Brad and John Show. We have our own website. It's actually up and functional, bjshow.co. bjshow.co, not a .com. We couldn't afford the M, bjshow.co. <laughs> I am Brad Hildebrand. That is John Combest. John Combest has his own website. Uh, you can go check out uh, his information as far as what he his past is on bjshow.co. Uh, go into the About section. to be a section about me, section about John. Uh, John is a former uh, comms guy for a Fortune 100 company vis-a-vis uh, that would be Monsanto, which is now Bayer, uh, had a political career before that. And we talk what's going on specifically in the region we call the Westplex and parts of uh, Kansas, Kansas City, Wright Kansas City, City, Wright you can City, talk about KC too, Brad. <laughs> yeah, Wright City, uh, Franklin County, Jefferson County, places like that. Um, Last last break, we talked about the abortion thing. Okay, now, you mentioned something interesting about that. You don't think that's going to be on the ballot? I thought it was a done deal that it was going to be on the ballot in, in November, no? Well, according so according to the pro-choice people, they're not certain if, they, if, if they'll be able to get it on the ballot. Gathering signatures for a statewide, whether it's constitutional or statutory or however you want to change Missouri laws— is 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 cumbersome to to put it mildly and it costs millions of dollars if you think back to the marijuana initiative that passed in 2022 think of how many times brad i don't know if you experienced this whether you're in st louis county or st charles county or wherever you are and you pull up to an aldi or a schnooks or a walmart how many people are prowling the parking lots trying to get you to sign something well, it was, for me, it was always the post office and because I, I understood that the reason they weren't on private property is because the, the owner of the, the building, you know, like you said, like Waldies, whatever, could say, hey, private property, get off my property. But they can't do that at the post office. Every time I went to a post office, there was a guy during when they were doing this. And yeah, <laughs> I won't say what I did, but I'll tell you all fair <laughs> sometime. You'll get a kick out of it. But I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was a done deal. I really did. Well, uh, and, and also think about it this way. If you were a pro-choice activist and you've been working for Planned Parenthood or some part of the abortion industry for years and you have – you see what happens in Ohio and everybody says, hey, go get them, girl. You put that on the ballot. You're going to show those anti-choice freaks. And then what happens, Brad, if you go to gather signatures and you don't get enough? What happens if the industry invests $10 million and you're in charge of gathering signatures, you and your team, and you fall short? Like, first of all, there's your career. Like, you, you, like good luck getting another job collecting signatures or running a statewide campaign again. And we saw that with a group last year that, that tried to get um, ranked choice voting. Do you remember this, Brad? Oh, yeah. And so the same folks that were collecting signatures, a, a company called Fieldworks, was collecting signatures for ranked choice voting and also collecting signatures for marijuana. Now, they succeeded. People would sign the marijuana thing and, you know, went on the ballot and was successful, barely. And people, when you try to explain ranked choice voting and say, no, we're going to do something that's different. The winner doesn't win. The top few people win. And then it's like a tournament. And then, like, good luck getting signatures. So those folks spent, I'm not sure how many uh, how many tens of millions of dollars they spent, but they spent millions of dollars. All the consultants got paid, and you know what? For nothing. I, you know, I, we'll, we'll talk about that in in in, in a minute. Well, let's talk about it right now. I, I want something. I just I just saw. It, I want to go to, but I don't understand. As as Joe Citizen, explain to me why people would want ranked choice voting. To me, it's confusing as hell. Well, here's why, Brad. If you and I, let's say 
are Republicans in California and we can't win elections and there's a whole lot of Democrats that win elections or we start the Brad and John party and we, we can't challenge Republicans and Democrats. We say, hey, hey, world, this system is not fair. Let's change the rules of counting votes where you have to actually get, say, in the top three and then the top three have a runoff and see everybody. It's, it's just more fair. So change the if you don't like the outcome, just change the rules. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, and 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 to me, it's to the point where it's 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 like for example, you and I had this discussion yesterday. I said, I said when because you were doing you were doing the top three list. You were going number one, number two, number three, and I go no, let's do top forty kind of thing. You know, American top yeah. forty, Casey Kasem, three, two, one. Okay. I think that that the reason I said that is because most people use that. If you, you know, once the things that people used to live for was David Letterman's top ten list. You know what I mean? When he did the he kind of <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. And some of them were just absolutely positively hilarious. You know, and you couldn't wait to hear what number one was. Okay, but it's sort of the same thing in the ranked choice voting. It's like okay. Candidate A got 50,000 votes. Candidate B got 48,000 votes. Guess what? It's really clear that candidate A won. Why do we need to change that? You know what I mean? It doesn't make well, any sense to me. Well, and here's why. Because if you have interest groups, and I looked this up while, while we were just talking, Brad, and a group based out of Virginia that believes in ranked choice voting, they gave this, the Missouri group over $6.7 million. Now imagine if you're a group and you go to you go to Missouri folks and a bunch of consultants and the political consultants say, we got it, man. We can do it. We're the Republican and Democrat experts here. And you dump $7 million in and they can't even get on the ballot. They can't even collect signatures for you. You think you're going to – you think you're going to – first of all, do you think you'll ever hire them again? And secondly, when your other buddies that are involved in ideological stuff say, hey, who should we hire in Missouri? Well, if you, if you hire this group of Democrats and Republicans and so-called experts, you can give them $7 million, and it'll be a nice payday for them, but you won't get on the ballot. Well, I just, I, it, to me, I just don't understand the whole thing. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, what, it's, it's almost to the point where I told you about my, my day at Candidate Day. Matter of fact, I'll talk about that sometime, where yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, was on, I was one of the, the presenters at the candidate uh, forum for St. Charles County uh, uh, essentially the Republican committee. And the one guy who you know, Mike Summer, kept saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the idea being, this is how these people have won elections, and this is how these people have lost elections. Which camp do you want to be in? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Okay. And, and, and Brad, the, real quick, the, the beautiful thing is, you've talked about this before, when you drive down the street or you're scanning through the radio, you always hear advertisers, and you see and hear and think, man, Who's advertising here? What kind of a benefit are they getting? How could I apply this to me? When I see a political campaign dumping millions of dollars in a state and then suddenly that, that initiative fails, I think, who's going to get paid here? Like who profits from this? So if better elections at the ranked choice people got $7 million to lose last year, you know what all their quotes were, Brad, after they failed? They, they said, you know what? We laid the groundwork for 2024, well, yes. and we're going to be back in 2024. Yes, exactly. Of course they are. They're not going to give up. Because guess what? They get another $7 million minimum right. bite at the app. They're not going to so, give up. They're just going to keep going. Okay. Um, and we need to revisit that for a couple other reasons. But okay. here's a story. that This is the number one story in the Post-Dispatch website this morning. I don't know if you saw this or not. Jefferson City about our buddy Nick Schroer. Yeah, uh, about red light cameras. Red light, red light cameras. And the reason this is sort of a story, again, is that the city is putting is, is, is in the, the process of putting the red light cameras back. 
Yep. And they're saying essentially to curb pedestrian deaths. And I'm thinking to myself, huh? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Does that make any sense to you whatsoever? The because. I know there's a lot of pedestrians that are killed in the city of... There's a lot of pedestrians killed in every major city because people, you know, you get to the point where... How many times has this happened to you? This happens to me at shopping centers all the time where somebody just walks out in front of you. They don't even look. Absolutely. You know, they, they come out of the store. It's, just fact, it's pedestrian entitlement. I can't stand it. Right, right. Well, but what's interesting about it is, to me, the absolute positive worst place... I go there from time to time because I go to the micro center. It's that shopping center at the end of the inner belt, right there on the south side of Eager Road. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh gosh! And yeah. it had. And what's interesting about it is they they shoehorned a bunch of stores into a not so big area, and most of the stores, from the front door to where you're walking in the traffic lane, is like 10 feet. So in other words, yeah. somebody can come out of the front door of the store relatively quickly and like take three or four steps, and they're bang in the traffic lane. And I've had that happen to me where especially uh, the, the target's not as bad. When you go on the other side, I can't remember which door it is. It sits right up on the on the, on the, the, the lane where, you you know, in other words, somebody calls out of the store, and let's say they're walking briskly, or let's say they just trot out of the store or something like that. Bang, they're in the traffic lane in like a half yeah. second. And to me, I see that, okay? But why would the red light cameras be used in the city to help pedestrian deaths are, are to help help prevent pedestrian deaths. Does that make any sense to you, John? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly how much sense it makes. It's If you're this administration, you're looking for whatever victories that you can put on a campaign flyer the next time you're up for election. And you can say, win or lose on red light cameras, hey, we tried to get red light cameras. And and then you find some kind of an exaggerated number of how many deaths it would have saved. And when pe what is the number one weakness of any urban administration? Murder, right. death. So you say, okay, we didn't exactly solve homicides, but guess what we tried to do? We tried to get red light cameras, and people tried to stop them. The guys in Jeff City tried to stop them. We tried to get gun control, and people in Jeff City tried to stop us. Think of how successful our administration would be if it wasn't for these Republicans in Jeff City stopping us at every turn. Well, let's be honest. The red light cameras, for the most part, are a money grab. Um, oh, of course they are, yeah. When I did the talk show uh, in Washington, when our studios were in Washington, Missouri, the mayor there, Dick Stratman, was this huge red light camera fan. And now, yep. and when I got into this and actually dug into it, and there was a company, I think it was called ATS or something like that. There ATS were Traffic Solutions. Right. Yep. There were a couple different companies. And the way the system was set up was the company comes into town, they lobby the local officials, the council people, alder people, whatever they are, the mayor, and they go, hey, look, we're going to, it's going to be great, it's going to be wonderful, blah, 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 And essentially what they, they pitch the fact that, that they're, they're, you know, like, we're going to cut down, you know, T-boning accidents and intersections <laughs> and blah, 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 okay? But there's a wink, wink, nod, nod that then they show how they do it. They put the equipment in for free, they don't charge the city, and they get a piece of the action for the ticket. So in other words, Absolutely. let's say if the ticket's 20 bucks, I don't know what the percentage was. For every ticket that's paid, they get like, let's say, 6 or $7, okay? So in Washington, what happened was there was one particular intersection, Highway 100 and Jefferson. When you go on Highway 100 and Jefferson, when you go on the south side of Highway 100, it turns into Highway A, okay? They put the red light cameras in there, and there, if you're going west on 100, there was a right turn lane, and it said yield to... To, um, 
to uh, you know oncoming traffic. You've seen those before. You you know you can yep, make a right turn if you yield. Okay, they changed it where when they put the traffic lights up, they put in a dedicated right turn signal, and if you force a habit went through that intersection like in the good old days, and you just you know looked to see there's nobody coming the other way, you rolled through the intersection making a right turn. You got a ticket. And yeah. not only that, you had to come to an absolute positive dead stop. Now, what was really interesting was there was a guy who used to come on our show on the time, for, and the guy's name was, uh, he was an American Airlines pilot. He left the area, sort of sad. Um, guy Midkiff, I think he just retired from American Airlines. Guy Midkiff went to Jefferson City and was so upset about this. And here was the interesting thing, where the legislators didn't quite understand this. What was interesting about this Highway 100 and, and uh, Jefferson intersection was, that if you were going west, the speed limit was 50, or excuse me, was 45. If you're going east, the speed limit was 55. But yet, they had the same length of yellow light. So in other words, the idea being is that the faster an intersection that cars travel through it have a yellow light, that yellow light has to be longer because you have to give drivers, if they're doing 55 as opposed to 25, 25, you can make a decision, oh, the light turned yellow, I need to stop. At 55 miles an hour, you don't have the choice of, if you're, let's say, you're a couple hundred feet out from the intersection, all of a sudden the light right. turns yellow, you can't just jam on the brakes because, A, you're going to have a, you know, a rear end accident. And Guy went to Jefferson City and went in front of a committee, and the people didn't understand what he was talking about. You know, yeah. he was saying, like, here's the fallacy of this camera. And what's interesting, I don't think they ever did this in the state of Missouri. He brought up other laws around the state, around the country, and other states actually had a graph or a chart that said that if you're driving, if this is an intersection that uh, traffic goes through at 25 miles an hour, the light has to be 2.5 seconds. If it's 35 miles an hour, 3.6 seconds. And Missouri didn't have that. So what was happening was, and he alleged this, and I believe he was right, when the traffic light camera people came into town and got this, they shortened the yellow light. So in other words, more people would get a ticket. You know? yeah. And I'm going like, this is a scam. Now, the, go ahead. Well, the classic story is, do you know the Joe Brazel story in St. Charles County? No, go ahead. I'll tell you what, let's take a break first. This is, this is a classic story of you want a politician who gets things done, I'll just say, throw him in jail. And I'll leave it at that, and that'll be the cliffhanger for when we come back. Remind me where we're at on that, because it's actually a pretty, f it's, it's, it's a sad story, but it's a funny story. Um, and, and it's to the point where it, it, it took that situation for him up close and personal for him to say, okay, enough, not putting up with this. Okay, we're going to take a break. It's 739.